Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you for tuning in. I have on a lot of great guests that come on to the show. Also have an Instagram and Facebook. Just look up the Goose Gossip Podcast. Helps you stay updated with new guest speakers as well as some great content. This podcast is brought to you by the following. Molt Gear. For 16 years, Molt Gear has been bringing the hunt hard, hunt alive philosophy with their lineup of calls, instructional material, and apparel. Each call is tuned by the owner of three-time World Live Goose Calling Champion Scott Trinan, based in the heart of Goose Country, Rochester, Minnesota. Check them out at www.moltgear.com. Dakota Decoy Company, established in 2007. Dakota Decoy Company has built and grown the company to offer a full lineup of top-quality decoys, blinds, and accessories that you, the demanding hunter, not only expects, but deserves. Located in Vermilion, South Dakota, along the Missouri River. Or check them out on www.dakotadecoy.com. Premium gunning decoys for demanding hunters. Mallard Bay is an Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen, and their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and make your deposit with a credit card. Fastest and easiest way to book a guided trip with a verified outfitter, go to www.mallardbay.com. Other guys' outfitters, home to one of the biggest concentrations of waterfowl in the United States. Great people, great hunting. Reach out to them on their Instagram and message them to book your hunt now or you will not want to miss out on their hunts next year. Bourbon Media prides themselves in being the leader in all things digital marketing for the outdoors industry. Websites, social media management, paid advertising, SEO, logo and design, and content creations. Focus more on your business and let the professionals at Bourbon Media increase your company's digital profits. Contact them on Instagram or Facebook at Bourbon Media or reach out to them on their website at bourbon-media.com. Webfoot Waterfowl Co., the most comfortable and trustworthy lanyards you can buy. Many options available from color to size. Head over to their website, www.webfootwaterfowl.com. As well, you can find them on Instagram. Go check out their product. I have several of their lanyards. Love every single one I have. K2 Coolers, established in 2011 with a commitment to design a quality cooler that would give years of reliable service at very affordable prices. Located in Broussard, Louisiana, check them out at www.k2-coolers. When you think of K2 coolers, think real value, real cold. Big thank you out to all my listeners for enjoying this podcast as much as I do. It is great hearing from all the great feedback from all my listeners. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Jeff Foyles. Jeff, how does it go? Good, good. I just met you, you know, thanks to Joe. And hey, man, how's it, how's the, the booth going for yourself today? Good. We didn't get started till noon, but, right. uh, you know, it was such a late start and all that. But I, I didn't figure anybody would be here. I mean, it ended up being phenomenal. You know, we're selling a lot of stuff. I've, got a, I've been coming here. I was talking to Chuck Delaney down here. And uh, yep. I think he's been doing this 41 years. I've been here since 90. 
one ninety. Ninety. I blew a, blew in a con- calling contest up here back in like ninety ninety one. A bunch of us did. A bunch of us old timer, and uh, I said, "Man, this is quite a show." So. I talked to Knutson's out of Michigan where I used to guide all that time, and I was telling them guys about it. So they brought their store up here, and I sold calls for them. And then uh, a couple, three years later, a few years later, I make my own, and then uh, Fred Zink and I come up here together, and I sold my calls. He sold Grounds' calls. Yeah. We got the booze together and sold them, and then I've been coming here ever since. So, Do you enjoy it a lot then? Oh, yeah. 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 I've got – this is – Minnesota's by my number one state. Yeah, and always I, has been. This is the first time I've ever been to Game Fair, let uh-huh. alone running a booth. So I mean, it's just a lot to take in. Oh yeah, it's and, quite a yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, I used to have when I was selling uh, dig decoys and stuff. I'd sell two tractor trailer loads of decoys up here. Really? And uh, down by the. Uh, water down here by the lake. I had 60 foot of boo space and 10 people working for me and all that. But I got tired of all the decoys and yeah. all the hassle of that, you know. So <laughs> so I just kind of sell my stuff and uh, some of the rough land kennels and stuff like that now. How long, or when you were younger, what age did you start calling then? Uh, I started ducking. My dad took me on the Mississippi River when I was six years old. Really? So that's, this will be my 59th year. Really? Yeah. What is the adventure like throughout the years? What have you seen that's changed drastically? Just even hunting in general. Everything. Really. <laughs> I mean, we're still hunting the same duck and the same goose. Yeah. And uh, I could go on for hours about what's changed, but right. uh, calling wise, you know, which is what I'm into. But uh, the calling wise, back then, like uh, duck call wise, the, only, the best thing out there was a D2 old, you know, an old call. And uh, way before your time. Yeah, way and before then, my time. <laughs> and then Oak made a flute flute call, but the biggest thing was a resonant cavity call. And uh, a resonant cavity call is a call that just makes a honk. This whoop, that's it. That's, that's it. all it does. And uh, it's got a whole different sound, and you can't make all the sounds you can today, you know. Yeah. But that's what we had. And when I was young, the geese that came down to migrate down the Mississippi River would go all the way to southern Illinois, and there'd be three or 400,000 geese. And wow. so my goal was to always go down there and guide and kill geese. Because if you kill one of them where I live now, where I grew up, back then it was like you, you killed an elephant. It was a trophy, you know? Yeah. So now we kill a lot of geese there, and they don't have any geese. You know, they quit migrating that far. But so a lot has changed, you know, so much. I mean, decoys is so much different, you know. Like you see the shadows, like Dive Bomb, Big Al's got, and all those guys got. Mm-hmm. That's not something, there's a lot of young guys think that's something new. I right. mean, that's what we've used since I was a kid. That's what we had. That's what I've been shadow. hearing, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we, I still run a bunch of black and white shadows, a ton right. of them, you know, homemade ones. And, Did you uh, ever use any of those, like, paper mache ones? Oh, yeah. That's all we had for duck decoys. Yeah, see, yeah. I was at a buddy's uh, garage, and he's like, yeah, my grandpa used to use those, and I was just oh, so yeah. amazed by them. Oh, yeah, they're paper mache deal, and then they, there's a cork in the top of them where they made them, and that thing would always leak there, so we'd put tar on them. So, really? And, and my, uh, yeah, that's quite an ordeal. So, I mean, you probably didn't, like, decoy-wise, you didn't have to put out a whole bunch more? Um, is the number-wise still there when it was, like, uh, back in the day? Where I'm at, we hunt a lot of migrators. That's okay. what my name of my company foils migrators. That's right. why I named it, because we hunt migrators there. But, um, yeah, we still use huge numbers. You do? Like, yeah, it's nothing for me to put out 600 duck decoys, you know? That's, wow. And there's places at home, some of the state places, got 3,000. Right. Just, but... Um, decoys have changed so much i mean now they're so realistic but the problem with it is is everybody's is so realistic you know that that everybody's got the same thing you know so now the ducks are figuring that out i mean they're smart you know you got to remember these critters are on two things they're going to eat and survive that's all they got to worry about right 
Uh, do you think they're going to learn even more and more and more? Even oh, more? yeah, they're smarter all the time. You know? I mean, I think... The evolution is not going to have a pausing point? I think we gain so much knowledge yearly. Yeah. You know, we've got so much to our access, like uh, the biologists and everything has got so much, and, and, and that information is shared with us. And with the internet and everything, you know, there's no secrets anymore. No, there you know, isn't. It used to be, you know. I mean, it used to be you got like a secret. Nobody secrets t- right now. You didn't say a word, you yeah. know. But now, five minutes later, it's on the internet. It is. So it, I think uh, it's going to get tougher. It is. They're going to get smarter. You just got to keep trying new things, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a p- problem today. I think everybody gets in a rut, you know. Yeah. And uh, you just got to keep trying different things. So, like, sometimes... I'll run like goose decoys, 10 dozens, nothing, you know, to put out for right. me. But I might change that up when they geese get scale, stale and hunt with six, you know, really? decoy, or whatever, you just know, like just change spin it, up. it up. Spin it, yeah. And so six are the most realistic ones, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, it has a lot, a lot of change. A lot more hunters now than it used to be also. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Which is a good be, thing. Which is a good thing because a lot of people are getting disturbed after the fact of the couple sentences we were talking about before is like. They're starting to evolve, and the harder they get, it might push people off. But I mean, you gotta, yeah. you gotta start teaching them. Right. Like, I mean, New you ways. start from killing 30, 40 geese at it each time. I mean, it took years and years. Years, you know? years. The calling thing took me, uh, I mean, years to learn. Right. But you know, you just wanted it, but you didn't have much to work with back then. You know. Right. When I came here. I was asking Chuck about this morning. We had a nice conversation over the history, you know. Mm-hmm. When I came here with the Knutsons, when they came here, they were out of Michigan, and uh, they had every call made back then. And the best thing they had uh, was a Tim Grounds a half-breed at the time, I think, or a, a Night and Hail Mag Clucker or something like that. Well, when I got here, everybody everybody in Minnesota blew a Big uh, big River Flute call. Okay. And so they would come to the booth, and I think I taught everybody walk that booth how to blow a short rate. You know, what I mean, yeah. and nobody could blow a short. Nobody could blow a call. It was it was crazy. Just they blow that call there. That was all they could blow, and uh, nothing wrong with that call. But that's all they ever blew up here. So kind of like a lot of people got introduced here at that booth, you know, to a short rate call. Yeah. And now it's cool because they walk up to the booth, and I know when I first started my you know making my short reads, uh, when they first started, when I first started making mine. You had to teach everybody that walked up there. Now you only teach one out of 15. Right. So, it's yeah, it's kind of cool to watch how good at callers they are now, you know. So, I love seeing that. Do you like to do in the teaching aspect, too, then? Oh, yeah. 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 I've got a John Manning, a boy at my booth there. He's been working with I mean, a boy. He's a police chief. He's, anyway, <laughs> he's uh, very good at it and yeah. likes it, loves it. Yeah. But he don't do it every day, so this is a thrill for him. I do this every weekend. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know? So. So when does your season start then for goose? Um, we start September first, the early season. Okay. And I start then, and I'll probably hunt at home. Uh, probably go to Michigan, um, and then uh, I travel to New York uh, at the end of the month. Okay. Out out east, out there, they have a fifteen bird uh, yeah, honker so season. We have one in South Dakota, but right. non-residents have to apply for the for the South Dakota race, right. waterfowl season, gotcha. which is depressing for my side. It's like I can't invite people over right. and stuff. Yeah. So you've hunted a lot all over the United States mm-hmm. for the goose. What is your favorite state that you've seen with um, either reflection of scenic and then birds reacting to 
the state in general. If you put that all together, the scenic and the best birds and all that, I'm going to say hands down Colorado. See, that's one of my biggest dreams is to go to Colorado. Um, I've been going to Colorado for since I started building calls. Really? And, uh, and I went out there. I was trying to think what year it was. I can't think, but there's an outfit out there called Stillwater Outfitters. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of outfitters out there now, but there that's is. who I always went with. And uh, they've got a great operation, great pits and stuff. But you're killing geese in a, in a bright, uh, the sun's so close out there, and it shines on the mountains with the snow-top mountains, you know, and you're on the front range out there yeah. watching a goose come in. Somebody, we were just talking about that this morning. When a goose comes in, a flock of geese, and they're coming across that, that front range and the mountains in the background yeah. I, I, you don't get no better than that that's know. what i'm saying that's like one of my biggest dreams or even like have you ever done any kind of like uh like short crick hunting for ducks like them just oh yeah straight down oh yeah yeah in montana done. i've heard that's a big yeah. popular thing montana's big on that uh nebraska's got some places like that too where i've really? shot it for me to you you know just yeah nuts and colorado's got some like the you know where the south platte river flows through you know yep water's going uh through there really fast. I don't know if you have you ever heard of a baseball player played for Colorado for years. He just retired. Todd Helton. Uh uh-uh. uh. Todd was unbelievable first baseman. He I mean he played for Colorado Rockies for years, but it was his rookie year, and we had a uh, like a take the pro hunt or whatever out there anyway. So Todd took his first goose hunt with us out there on the Platte wow. River, and I remember we were shooting him just for me to you. It was fun, yeah. you know? And he ended up buying that property. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it, it was cool. Great guy too, you know. Yeah. Well. Hey, Mr. Jeff. Hey, have a great weekend here at Game Fair, and I'll swing back by over probably periodically and check out what you got on going on over awesome. there. Awesome. Heck, yeah. Yeah, anybody out there that's, uh, I mean, you ever have never been to this, they need to come. It's they just, do. It's just quite the show. Everything you need to see here, so. Absolutely. It was good meeting you today. You I'm, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're from a great state, great yeah. place. <laughs> great. I'd rather be a Sturgis right now, right yeah, behind Harley. right. I, I don't like it because of all the traffic, but right. well, yeah. loves it because of I've the I've been money. going out there for years, and I had so many shows in a row I couldn't go. You know, I just love going out there. Well, so. let's go to Sturgis right now. How about? Do I? Let's go to Sturgis right now. That would be great. <laughs> my my banker might not like that. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> All right, thank you. No going back from here. Oh, now we're going, Cody. Oh. Now we're not. Oh, there's no going back? No. See? No. We got Cody Daniel across from me. Cody, how does it go? Oh, it's going today, so we're back out here at Game Fair. Game Fair, Game Fair, Game Fair. Now, uh, how many times have you been at the Dakota Decoys booth and helping them with it? Or running it, sorry. Oh, goodness. We were just talking about this actually today. I honestly don't remember. I I started coming here when I was in college helping Bill. Um, okay. It might have been 2010, 2011. Wow. I want to say was maybe the first year I came up here. And yeah, I've been coming up ever since. I know that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I, think, I think it's a good thing. But I asked this other gentleman, um, how do you keep endurance, if that's the word? year after year and then day after day because i was dog tired after the end of saturday and obviously this is my first time ever but wow yeah yeah i mean it's it does take a lot out of you but you know it's rewarding at the same time you'll you'll kind of notice you know you start to see the same people year after year and that's kind of what's nice about it we have people that have been coming back for goodness five six seven years buying decoys from us but also we get those new people too that are coming to the booth first time maybe they're starting out in waterfowl hunting maybe they sold some of their older decoys so they want to you know get some new ones um so you know we're, we're, we're starting to see a lot of those people too helping those those folks out get again get into waterfowl get a good uh base start with some right. high quality decoys that um, aren't going to fall apart on them they're going to last for a long time and um obviously look good too 
And now you got a, a new theme and a new script to write to the people, and it's your guys' silhouettes. You want to speak on those real quick since those are officially released now? Yeah, no, we're super excited about that, jumping into you know the silhouette game as well. Um, all our silhouettes are going to be coming with flocked heads, flocked tails. We also did a, uh, a handled stake on it, so it's oversized. We, we looked at that as well last year when we were uh, prototyping them. Uh, so oversized handle, that way when you're wearing gloves, wintertime, um, still get your hand in there comfortably, pick up 12, 18 of them, get them tossed in the bag. So That makes it that makes a lot of sense with a glove. I never thought of it that way because when I stopped over, I said, hey, I've ran my hands through some other products and stuff like that, and I didn't know that you guys were going to come out with a big handle like that, and it yeah. makes a lot of sense with what you're saying. I never looked at it that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, so we, like I said, we're very excited about it. Um, got a bag, too, a bag that holds uh, five dozen silhouettes. Okay. Um, zippered top, again, a nice, uh, high-quality bag, something that you would expect to come out of Dakota Decoy Company. Absolutely, you guys make a high quality and makes it easy for people that are very brutal with their yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, you don't have to be nice to, the, to our stuff. So it, it, it holds up year after year. Yeah, so. a quick funny joke. I had um, I had a little gal. She came over here and she was smacking the decoy, and the mother was like, "Don't touch that!" And I was like, "She can't hurt that." She's like, "You say that." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> after we're done with this, I'm probably gonna just throw it in the back of my truck as hard as I can. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's how we want you to treat them. Toss them around. So yeah, exactly. that's, that's what they're built for. Absolutely. And how long have you been with Dakota then? Um, I've been with Dakota since the start. So um, we started up uh, 2007s when Bill started Dakota Decoy Company. Okay. Um, so I jumped on board with him, uh, sold everything that I had, you know, switched straight over to Dakota Decoy Company, um, been running their decoys ever since and haven't even looked back. Now, you do some photography, not just some. Yeah. You have a lot, and it's amazing what you do. Oh, I appreciate that. I like your stuff, seriously. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get up to as good as photos as oh, you. Oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> I, I promise. So, No, I mean, yeah, I, I love for photography, too. It's just kind of another aspect of it, you know, being out in the field, capturing the moment. Um, you know, like you said, I, I've been doing it for a while as well. Uh, did, it, did it with Dakota Decoy Company, um, you know, running their social media. Me and Andrew Nielsen, you know, ran their social media for, for a number of years. Um, so provide a lot of photos there, but do some other stuff, you know, with rig and right waterfowl, yep. obviously, uh, been with Scott too, with Molk gear. Mm -hmm. Um, also done some stuff in the past with like lucky duck. So a lot of good companies. Right. And so I've asked a lot of people that have been on, what's your like five year backwards, uh, outlook on yourself? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I told you I was going to ask questions like this. I mean, obviously I come a lot long way. Um, you know, looking back, I don't know if I'd say I'd do anything different necessarily. Okay. Uh, maybe wish that, uh, I would have matured a little bit, a okay. little bit faster. Yeah. Um, you know, you look back now and things that mattered back then, shooting limits or beating someone to a field, you know, those things don't really matter as much as what they, you know, used to. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, the way that I hunt has changed a lot over the past five three to five years i'd say um now it's really just me and another buddy going out having fun enjoying the moment uh trying to keep it as uh least bit stressful as possible that's great i yeah. mean also i do the question of how do you control yourself when it comes to composure stress and man i forgot it again <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Yeah. Stress and composure. Let's say, oh, and patience. There it is. Patience. Now okay. those three bounce off each other in my opinion. Yeah. Now can you take off of that? Does it bounce off or do they bounce off of each other in your opinion or how do you control? Um, yeah, I mean, 
you know when it, and are you talking about like in the field or just i'm saying life in general life or even in, hunting hunting outdoors you can take it to life or however you want to perceive it yeah i mean i try not to let stress get in the way i mean obviously it always creeps in at some point yeah um to be honest like outside of uh outside of waterfowl hunt and everything i love getting in the gym um i've always kind of been big on the on the crossfit side of things so yeah. i guess maybe that's kind of my way to to get some of the stress away especially after i get home from from game <laughs> fair for three days so burn off a little a little stress in the gym but uh no like i said i mean I, i've just over the years i mean i've tried to just not let let little things get to me Good deal. Uh, you know try to just kind of not you know get rid of them start the next day um maybe even kind of take a little bit of a step back to from time to time and be like all right let's slow down let's see what's going on what's the situation and then uh try to keep a cool head i guess as much as possible and right. uh get out the other side uh you know again kind of stress-free if i can absolutely so. and i don't ask that question to like beat a dead horse out of you or something yeah. like that or take <laughs> life out of you anyways but I love the socks, so. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's my daughter. So. That's your own daughter. Yeah, yeah. I got those for. Uh, I think. I think it was for Christmas last year. So. Yeah, I got her face on my socks. So. That's, that's awesome. I ask a lot of people like, "What's your like next step?" Or is uh, everything that you're doing is your next step? Yeah, I mean, I think for right now, um, obviously, like you mentioned, the photography side of things, really want to try to ramp that up a little bit. Okay. Um, again, things just get so busy uh, when when me and Andrew. Uh, we're really kind of running that social media platform. It always seemed like it was hard, um, or the social media platforms for Dakota. It always seemed like it was hard to really pick up the camera, yep. um, take photos at the same time. There's just a lot going on. So I think that's kind of my next going forward is pick up the camera a lot more. Um, got a drone too for this year. You so kinda, do? Yeah. So I'm going to try to jump into that a little bit. I've been flying it around the house. Um, haven't wrecked it yet. So fingers crossed. But I'm going to have to pick your brain apart on which one you got. Cause I'm, I'm wishy-washy. I'm new into it. So I'll, I'll help you as much as I can, okay. but I think there's definitely some, uh, some other people that have been in the game for a little <laughs> bit longer, but, uh, no, like I said, I'm just kind of excited. Um, we got Austin too on the team that, uh, does a lot of the photography stuff as well for us okay um i know i think he got one maybe two years ago now and had been doing some drone footage okay um and some pictures some stills and stuff like that so like i said i'm gonna try to jump into that a little bit more and and see if i can't get get a little bit more footage and and even i think uh you know the one thing that i've been just kind of watching trend wise is uh which i think you're starting to kind of do a lot more of now is like the reels and stuff like that trying and to speed ramp r ramping yeah uh, i noticed well and me and a guy at the heavy shot booth were just talking about this is that you can go up to 60 seconds, yep. but you lose the attention after 15. Exactly. And a lot of people that, you know, the grind, I love that show. I do. But it ruins this people um, patience. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of something to, you know, getting a little bit more uh, recording some of them short little videos and stuff like that for, again, for our platforms or even just my own social media platform. I got one coming for you guys, though, because I came over and swung over. So good. Yeah, I know you're down there. You're crawling through the decoys. And I think I think <laughs> moving some, them around. Yeah, I think some little kids were maybe giving you a hard time. It looked yeah. like so. Yeah, I gave them knocks so that, that way they knew I wasn't trying to go. get in their way. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I like to be friendly with kids. There was one dog. They they the dogs would come up even there and sniff it. There was this oh. one dog right at the morning. Yeah. And he was scared shitless of the decoy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we have we have a couple of those, too. That seems like they come by uh, come by the booth every now and then. Yeah, they're kind of I don't know. If they just never seen you know decoys right. before or what but yeah a little little uh standoffish to them yeah when i 
was over there. I was moving the decoys to get into better light and this and that, but there was a small duck decoy full body. Well, what's that? Uh, it was probably the pintails. Yeah, it was like really small though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the pintail hen. So, um, yeah, obviously we came. Oh gosh, I think that was. I don't want to lie to everybody. I think that was last year. I think we came out with the pintail full bodies. Okay. Um, so yeah, one piece pintail full body. Um, what you're referring to is is the hen that's that's with that. So okay. uh, obviously got the drakes and the hens. Uh, those come with fiberglass stakes. So I seen that. Um, yeah. 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 Pretty neat little addition. So um, you know, gonna be something definitely great for the for the guys out west hunting, um, especially down down south too, the rice fields and stuff like that. We went with the fiberglass stakes over the over the bases that we tip do i seen that you guys um you guys came out with some new uh like guide or not guide right but uh like um like the duck or sorry the the dog kennel too oh yeah yep that's pretty cool can you speak on like kind of what that justifies as yeah yeah so we have the the dog kennel that's uh a new release for this year obviously we honestly we haven't really pushed it too much you know i, I know we just uh did a couple instagram stories here at game fair and have been kind of promoting it on there um, but yeah, so it, uh, spring loaded front door, uh, really going to help dogs from breaking. Hopefully, um, obviously, you know, our thought process was make it a little bit safer for everybody in the field. You don't have those dogs that, um, you know, I don't know. Who, I don't care who you are. If you got the, the steadiest dog at some point, they like to creep. It seems like they, uh, you know, m might even possibly break at some point. So mm -hmm. we got that spring loaded front door. That's going to hopefully, uh, hopefully eliminate that out in the field for everybody. So pretty neat little, uh, dog blind. It also on the backside of it, uh, you can unzip it and, uh, run it like a normal dog blind as well. Um, or if you, uh, have a dog that can't turn around necessarily inside the blind, mm -hmm. uh, come in the backside and then, um, you know, be, be secured by that front spring loaded. What's door. the height of that spring loaded door or that door is it just enough where they can't like really get through it or yeah they can still get their head out there so obviously they can still watch what's going on watch the birds work be able to mark yep. um but yeah just kind of high enough there where they can't uh it basically cuts off at their shoulders okay um they can't get hopefully hopefully through that door and and break on you so you have yourself a dog yeah i have a couple actually they're uh they're getting up in age now gosh i think uh, my oldest is 12 and a half now. She'll be she'll be 13 coming up here uh, in January, and really? then um, I have another one that's 10. So they're uh, yeah they're both retired now. Oh um, really? Did you get some good work out of them then? And yeah. now they're just a really well they're always good dogs, but did you get a lot of good work out of them then? Yeah yeah I used to uh, I used to guide in the spring um, down in Missouri for for an outfitter um, again kind of through my college years, and uh, so I. Got a lot of use out of her uh, guiding, um, but I've also taken her, gosh, Saskatchewan, all through the Midwest really? here. Yeah, we've been about everywhere. So she uh, she tore one of her ACLs, um, and then shortly after that, I think it was maybe a year, year and a half, she tore her other ACL too. So she's got uh, two replacements there, and we did the whole uh, HRC, AKC game, uh, went through all that with her. And wow. uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, that's the hardest thing is to watch them get old. So it, it, it kills you not being able to take them out. And um, she still has the heart. It's just kind of her body, unfortunately, is kind of kind of starting to shut down on her. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's sad. But yeah, we just had one or we had our family dog. It was about probably four or six months away now. But we had him for 13 years and it was a really good 13 years, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is hard. But 
That's why you cherish it. And I, I, bet, you, I bet you got a lot of photos of her. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot on my social media. I know there's been a lot that's been uh, tossed up on the Dakota social media as well of that's her awesome. over the years. So everything from snow goose hunting, um, you know, out there with Bill in, in South Dakota uh, to honker hunting in Iowa and in the cornfields there. So, yeah. Well, are you going to be here next weekend, too? Oh, absolutely. You know it. So, <laughs> yeah, travel back up here on Thursday and, and be here Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the second weekend. Well, thank you so much, Cody, for jumping on, and I'll see you next weekend. Uh, looking forward to it. Thank you. Take care. Yep. Mr. Nick Gilliard, right? Gilliard? This is correct. This is this is correct. Yep. How's today? Today is just another day. Is it? Honestly. Oh, we're, we're not at Game Fair or nothing. No, no, no. It's it's actually a pretty good day. That's it's good. Solid flow of people today, so that's good. Um, yesterday was a little bit of a bomb, but other than that, um, haven't seen you in a while, so how are things? Things are great. You know, just on the work grind, not really nothing yeah. too special, but definitely getting the itch. Yeah. Um, you excited? Yeah, the itch is there, but what are you most excited about with the season starting? Honestly, just to see that first group of cannabis yeah. do it so dirty. Yeah. Oh, God. Rip on the molt gear. Oh, molt migrators, dude. Yeah? Let's play. Yeah, see, okay, let's talk about this trafficking thing. Oh, we're going to talk about this Yeah, again? because, okay. well, I okay, again and again and again, because I'm amused by it, I guess. Because, like, in South Dakota, I just feel like they're, like, you could traffic it, but I just feel like it'd be difficult, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, your quick synopsis of, like, how could someone take it anywhere? Well, let's say you got a roost. You're watching this roost, right? Yeah. Let's say it's five, six hundred birds, and they're all leaving groups, I don't know, five, ten, fifteen, and they're all hitting a field that's about a quarter mile away, half a mile away. Let's say it's a silage field, right? You could easily set up in an alfalfa field between you and that feed, set out a monster spread. You get a three four good callers yeah and if you do if you play your cards right it's pretty much game over what have you learned over the years with your hunting of like the quickest way to fool a goose trafficking no matter what when you're in a field what's the quickest way obviously it's seasonal and situational let's say it's late season and these birds are really fin finicky i mean what's the first thing you're going to throw at them either decoys calling or something Honestly, probably not a lot of decoys. Okay. Then be, you got to be able to read the birds, be really quiet. Honestly, okay. if they're not making a lot of noise, just kind of go with the flow. And if they don't like something, you got to change it, and you got to do it now before it just keeps going. It's going to keep happening. A lot of people say they don't read exactly what the birds do out in the field. Are you reading birds, how they react coming into the field and how they react in the field to justify what you're going to do, like, actually in the field? Yeah, I mean, as soon as they see you... I mean, that's when that's when it's game on. It's game on. And yep. you kind of, like, structure that so that way when they first see you. And obviously, is there a lot of times that you change the position of everything that you do with decoys and calling off of the first few flocks then? Yep. Sometimes it's after the second flock even. Really? Yeah. Okay, like, how many flocks does it go where it's, like, a burner and these ones, these ones, these ones? How many times until you're like, okay, there's got to be a change? Is it the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth? It's third or fourth, really? honestly. You mean, didn't see, sometimes I've noticed, like, in my state, I guess, is like one group does it and then the other one doesn't and then the other one does. So, like, when that happens, do you change anything or do you just no, keep it as if is? We, if we get a good feeling, like, if they're doing it the way we want them to do it, right? then, I mean, we just we stay. But there's been situations we've had where we've had to pick up the entire spread and switch, a, put a finger off this way or a, 
another little group over here, just the little tiny things. Yep. But other times we've had to do a whole new hide. Wow. Whole new hide, whole new spread. Does that discourage you when you're out in the field? Not really. I like the challenge. Do you? I absolutely love the challenge. It's That's like a little I, step back. That is exactly why I love hunting Canada geese. Yeah. So you're you you, you you're on the motion like I am. Geese over ducks. Oh, 100%. But I'm not <laughs> yes. even going to lie. If I, get a, if I get a juicy green head feed, ugh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not turning it down, buddy. You better believe. Okay. What about, what about, um, gosh, have you ever went diver duck hunting? Mm, like twice. Why doesn't Nick, like why doesn't, what's your dream state to go hunt a goose? Probably Montana. Really? Yeah. Have you went there? I have not. Okay. Why haven't you? You know, I think we're, we got to talking about it a few times last weekend, and I think... It's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. We're going to pull the trigger. Find some connections out there, man. I know. It's, I think I've got a few already, but okay. it's, you know, it's, it's a hidden... You know what I hear, though? Is what I hear. Excuses. No. No? It's happening. It's going to happen. I promise you. HBO out there on Mountain Edge. <laughs> Should we just whisper the rest of the podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you, Nick. Oh, shoot. The first day I ever met you, I was like, there was like nine people out there, right? The first day I came out. Yeah, something like that. And, you know, I, over the years, like going to places like that, it's still like nerve wracking. And, uh, you know, I shook your hand and along with eight others or seven others, because Matt obviously introduced me. And then mm-hmm. the day went on and it's just like. Me and you just kind of like we didn't clash heads, but like oh, it was a it was a bond bond instantly, and I'm like, I was just right by you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we just like to have fun, though. Yeah, I that's mean, what you guys do. Yeah. If you don't have fun, what are you doing, really? Exactly. I mean, you kind of a lot of people, so many people, just forget about what it's what you're actually out there doing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just like I'm just curious by like so many things that happen when it comes to meeting new people. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's every time like I'm the best fucking dude to get along with. Like I don't, I don't. It's very rare. That you I were clash shy eggs. at first. Oh, I'm 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 a shy little one sometimes. I told these guys I'm like, you get Nick out of public, fucker will be him. Oh, it's gonna come out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna come, come out, out all at once. At all one at time. once. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I. There's one thing, like obviously I already said it's like very awesome to meet new people, mm-hmm. but it's meeting new people in far different states and you don't get to see them that often. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like, bro, when you see I get them. to, yeah, when I get to see you, but it's like that beaten path is still there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. We get to spend a whole month together and um, that's going to test our, that's going to test our friendship. Honestly, from last year, all of us down there, there wasn't any... You know, there's just no issues. Yeah. Between us, like, no. we yeah, we're all exhausted after the first week, but yeah, you know, you just you keep just going with each other. You can't, you you should not butt heads. No, because it's just only. I feel like we're gonna have fun. It's it's. I am so. That is the one thing I'm looking forward to is going back down. I'm gonna snap pictures of your pretty face the whole time. And my juicy eel. You just start ribbing on a molt gear at some snow geese. You know, I can try. I don't know. <laughs> we should try it. Put a spin on the spin. Spin on the spin. Spin on the spin. Let's talk about snow geese real quick. Mm-hmm. Is it the spin or is it the dirty singles? It is the dirty single. 
I've never seen a spin. Am I going to be able to see a spin? We we had we had some nasty spins last year. Cool. I mean, I'm not going to be upset if we don't see any, but I kind of, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I really want to see one. I think last year we did a 42 bird spin. Ooh. That was good. Yeah. But the roost, it was literally kitty corner from us, and it got jumped by a bunch of guys, but they yeah. had no option to just come right in our face. Honestly. Yeah. What, do you get discouraged by snow geese? Oh, very. Yeah. Very. I feel like a lot of people do. You know, I debate life some days, but we're still all there, ready to rip. Really? Hmm. Definitely a mental game. It is a mental game. Bud. How do you handle it, bud? <laughs> do you keep your composure? I do. That I do. I'm very good at it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to test my composure this year. It really is with the stuff I'm going to be doing. I mean, even just right now, like yeah. walking around and just seeing a lot of phases it's it's a composure deal it is but it's 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 good to be here it is it, I, i've i have been s- eye-opened like literally eye-opened by like like this booth i run a damn podcast booth nick like but it is a pretty bitchin booth you like it that banner do you know how long it took me to hang that tv <laughs> like two three hours <laughs> With some meal string and everything. Oh, meal string? Oh, gotta have 1800 it. 1,800 pounds? Gotta have it. Yeah. I still, I borrowed it from work. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I would take a roll any day of the week if I could. Me and my buddy were talking about taking that stuff and intertwining it or whatever. Yep. Like taking strips of it and strips of it and making it into one of them bungee cords. I know. All, all my buddies, when they work underground, they take it and they like hang super heavy shit up in the rafters with it. Really? Or they do their they fucking tie their decoys up with it. Mhm. Really? That stuff is like useful. It's on it's it's unreal. Unbeatable. 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 Flat rope that's better than rope. It's it's nasty. I don't even get how it works. Should we just not even question it? No, I They probably could drag you out of a duck hole. Oh, absolutely. No, it'd probably break. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> The gross weight says nothing nope. more than Nick. No, no, there's nothing. <laughs> oh God. February. I'm ready to see you again. We won't probably see each other again until February. Isn't that sad? Yeah, I guess. That's all right. You have to FaceTime me. No, you might. You might be stopped by before February. Really? Well, for Canada hunt, eh? No, because I'm gonna be stuck in South Dakota. Oh. <sighs> Man, dude, I gotta film stuff. I gotta uh, film my Dakotas. I gotta film everything, you know. So I guess this is true. Yeah. Okay. But it's just gonna make it that more lovable. More lovable. See each other. See you in February. Thanks for coming. Absolutely, buddy. I'm gonna cut it off. Thanks for having me. You okay? Yep. You miss me? Absolutely. <laughs> we have Scott Turner with us from Heavy Shot. Scott, how does it go? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, how many years have you been coming to Game Fair? Uh, this is only my second year. Second year, okay. Yeah, but it's my favorite show. Is it your favorite it show? Is out of you know, I think that you know, as far as the the company wide, we have about sixty shows that we have on the books. And okay. This one is my favorite one. I always volunteer for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your partner that was in the booth that I first met, he's like, man, we go to all all sorts of shows, and this one is. I think he said you guys are about done with shows then. Um, well, I'm done for you know 
at least a couple of weeks and then uh, okay but my uh, the marketing manager tina will be here next weekend so. okay and then it's just herself and who else then um it, i think eric larson one of our sales reps is going to help her so okay yeah how long you been with uh, heavy shot then i've only been with heavy shot for about two and a half years two and a half years yep and what is your enrollment with uh, heavy shot then uh i'm the uh, product line manager product so. line manager okay did what'd you do before um heavy shot then so after i got out of the army i started a uh, firearm training company and a self-defense and security company okay and uh oh well, they i was a sponsored shooter for at that time they had a nine millimeter product they're trying to really promote to get into law enforcement and they knew i kind of had those connections yeah so they hired me for that but they knew that my my passion my you know what i enjoy doing is uh, goose hunting oh my so God. they thought hey this is perfect and yeah they I, they kept me on bird board <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing all sorts of hunting your entire life then yeah and then when you were out in the military that kind of uh interrupted it then too uh yeah quite a bit um i did have at one point in uh, georgia i had a, uh, a platoon sergeant that was really into waterfowl and so he would allow you know as long as i went with him we could kind of you know get out and go shooting a little bit but. now after your military experiences, when you got back out to the field hunting, were you more in depth with what you were doing in the outdoors or did it not change your perspective at all? It uh, completely changed it. For me, it was more at peace. Okay. It's like, it was nice to be just being outdoors and uh, being able to be with some friends and just talking. And Is that kind of your favorite thing when you're in the outdoors is like just being with friends and just lately just being in the outdoors or is there a favoritism or thing that changes your outlook and thoughts about the outdoors then uh for myself i you know i really like sometimes just being out there completely by myself you know, okay and uh kind of helps ground me a little bit but lately ever since i had kids yeah. that's that's my thing is i love going out hunting with my kids you know we try to make it fun like goose hunting's cool because when they're not flying my my little guy and i'll be out there kicking soccer ball or whatever <laughs> <laughs> how, young, how old are your kids uh, okay so i have a 23 year old oh and no okay. a 10 year old so okay a little bit of a spread there but i like them both boys so, then? Nope, a girl. Okay. And uh, what's funny is my girl, uh, since she was four, has been obsessed with waterfowl hunting. Oh, that's nice. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's... Uh, Does the wife get out then too? Or Yes. Okay, yes, that's yeah. good. She she hasn't uh, the last uh, year or so, but she's she's coming to Game Fair. I brought her this, this time. Coming okay. to Game Fair, walking around, seeing the dogs, and she's uh, pretty excited to get back out in the field. So. Yeah. So my first experiences with ever like running a booth and being at Game Fair... <laughs> You guys had to have so much like, um, what is it? Not not adrenaline, but um, like pace. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By the end of yesterday, I was beat. Yeah. You know all these shows. How do you stay like level-headed and still like be able to sell stuff or keep interactions with people? Because a lot of people come through your booth or this and that and the other. What have you learned to stay, you know, awake and things of that nature? So for myself is uh, you know staying uh, switched on. You know. I, uh, even though a lot of times it's the same, like three or four questions, you know, a couple yeah. thousand times a day. Um, but I love talking about heavy shot. Yeah. So it makes it easy. Um, uh, now, one thing that I do do is when I go home, when I go back to the hotel after five o'clock, I'm not one of the guys that, you know, they decide, hey, let's go hang out and they'll go, you know, out drinking or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'll just, you know, kind of turn on forensic files and veg. Until <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> so um, where is your home then? Uh, I live in Sweet Home, Oregon, right where it's uh, Heavy Shot is made. Oh, okay. So, in Oregon. Yeah. Yep. I've never been over to Oregon. What's what's Oregon kind of like? Uh, imagine uh, Minnesota. Okay. And then the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so I love Minnesota. It's, it's really pretty, but uh, um, 
to me, it's extremely flat because mm-hmm. like Oregon, there's a lot of trees and a lot of, you know, it's a it, mountains. Um, uh, some of my uh, colleagues have flown out to uh, Sweet Home and um, just driving around, they've actually gotten a little motion sick because it feels enclosed to them because there's, you know, so many mountains and windy roads and okay. stuff. So, but uh, to me, I love it. I love, I love the uh, landscape of Oregon, yeah. but not necessarily the direction portland's <laughs> helping oregon <laughs> yeah you have those in every state it feels like uh, yeah i'm from south dakota and it seems like you don't get that a lot but yeah. there is like pockets here and there that are what you're describing and it's you go on with your life so yeah. goose hunting around oregon is it is it goose uh, favored or is it duck favored with your guys's uh, flyway so most people like duck hunting but it's difficult to find places to go goose hunting is much easier to find uh, to get access to to hunting spots unless you have your own on property okay um myself i've never really been into goose hunting uh you know when i was a kid it was all about ducks 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 and ducks. then um probably 10 years ago i really got the goose bug i mean i that's my favorite really? everything that i hunt that's my that's my thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah in oregon we have a lot of uh uh, cacklers, you know, the smaller geese. Yep, yep. So when we do have the westerns come in, it's always, a, it's pretty exciting to see those big birds. And um, I just got invited to hunt here uh, this year with uh, one of my colleagues from Federal. And uh, he's going to take me and get me on some big geese. On some her. big geese? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because you guys don't get much for big geese in Oregon, huh? No, no. You guys get a lot of the little guys, yeah, huh? Yeah, little guys. They're a little bit bigger than a mallard. Yeah, and you you have to set up the big spreads and everything. Um, for the cacks, you do. And, they, and for the cacklers, you kind of have to have a, a lot of small decoys and bring them in close. Yep. Um, and uh, it's funny as I... This last two years ago, I switched over to uh, uh, Dave Smith uh, Cackler decoys. Okay. Huge difference. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I d- honestly, I don't even need a call, <laughs> which which is probably a good thing. Cause... I'll just show you my little Cackler call after oh. this. I got it in Kansas because that was the first time I ever went uh, Cackler hunting or lesser mm-hmm. hunting. And the the guide there, he's like, here, try this out. And I started ripping out. He's like, man, you can have that. And I was Are like, you serious? Yes. This is, I think, <laughs> I, you might know what it is, but it's, yeah. it, it was funny. That was the first time I ever went lesser hunting. And my gosh, that stuff is like energetic. It really oh, it is. is. Well, the one thing I've noticed with the cacklers, it's almost like they're angry. Yeah. You know, it's like they're, they... They, they want to get ahead of the, the feeding, you know, so they kind of tunnel in. Once they decide to make, once they're committed, they, I mean, they come in hard. Where the uh, the larger geese seem to be, you know, a little laid back. They just want to, hey, come here, join the party. Yeah. <laughs> well, I noticed, too, they do all this bouncing around before they even get to their feed. Yep. Does yep. that, does that, I can see your face. That yeah. kind of disgruntles you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, they just kind of, <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's why you, it's called hunting, not just killing. Yeah. <laughs> What do you love the most about being with Heavy Shot then? So um, Heavy Shot, honestly, is even though we're a huge name um, in the industry, we're a very small company. Okay. Uh, we only have 26 people. Really? Uh, yeah, it's tiny. But And because we're small and, uh, you know, we've, we take a lot, a lot of pride in what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of cool if... if you know, we produce our own bismuth, we produce our own tungsten, and uh, we're able to reprocess it if it's not perfect. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, so we don't have, you know, so if it's not perfect, it goes right back through. And so it's kind of like you can have two grandmothers make 
cookies, right? Okay. They're using the same ingredients, but one just tastes so much better. <laughs> um, that's that's how I kind of view us. We're the we're the we're the good bakers. That's so. a great analogy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You can anybody can relate to grandma's cookies. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, in Heavy Shot, I see that you guys are wide branded all over the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys is all you guys' stuff is made in the U.S. as well. Then, um, so everything is uh, loaded in the U.S. I, loaded can't in the say U.S. Made in the U.S. because uh, okay. Um, Sometimes our, our like our, our tungsten super shots sourced out of you know everybody's TSS is sourced out of the same you know factory overseas. Okay. Um, some of our uh, sub gauge holes comes from Italy, so we can't legally say made in the USA, but it's definitely uh, handcrafted and loaded by made by by U.S. people. Sorry. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, we, awesome. Um, like I said, we take a lot of lot of pride in what we do. That's awesome, and. Now, when you use heavy shot out in the field, do you notice a big difference then too, like being with them from now on? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and what's funny is I actually found heavy shot on accident. Um, I went to the store to buy my, my, you know, at that time, my go-to shell. They didn't have anything. Really? And I'm like, oh, and I look and there's this one weird looking box, you know, said heavy metal on it. I'm like, <laughs> eh. you know, because Oregon duck colors are um, yellow and green. So yeah. I saw that box. I'm like, I wonder if, it, you know, so I look on the back, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll try it. I'll try it. I have not turned back. (laughs) That's very good. uh, This year I end up using our new uh, Heavy 12, well, last year rather. And uh, I I think it spoiled me. I don't think I can shoot anything else. I shot a lot less um, with uh, zero cripples. Wow. Yeah, because with Tungsten, 12 density Tungsten, um, you can shoot three sizes smaller than your steel. So, like, if you take a size three steel BB, it'll weigh the exact same as a size six tungsten BB. So, if you're if you normally shoot three steel, you shoot a um, size six uh, of the heavy twelve. Yeah. And uh, you uh, you'll have the same downrange energy, but you'll have twenty eight to thirty percent more pellets. So, all my buddies thought I improved shooting, but <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I had more more pellets on the Yeah. Ends. Did you learn this stuff just with being with heavy shot in the last two and a half years or with yes. being in the military? Just with yeah, being yeah, the, yeah. In the military, they don't really teach you anything about density. Just, yeah. they just, I was infantry, so they assumed we were dense enough. We didn't need to. <laughs> you didn't need to know about the ammunition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Just point it this way and pull the trigger. That's, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Is, it, what's, is there any next step for Scott? You know, obviously you've been with heavy shot for two years. Is there another next big step for you or just family living and still being with heavy shot i i will i want to always stay with heavy shot okay um, however so um we have a, a sister company you know so like a federal remington heavy shot cci spear we're all one under one umbrella okay um so i uh my new supervisor he's uh in charge of federal shot shell so i'll have some input on that so i'm pretty pretty excited and that's the one thing that's great is even though we're all one big family um, they have the vision under uh, Jason Vanderbrink to keep everything completely separate. So we're our own brand identity. Um, so we can work together. Like, uh, for instance, Heavy Shot, we, we don't produce our own holes, right? So okay. we, um, when last, the last two years, supply chains have been disrupted. Uh, most of our holes came from overseas. So they've been stuck at ports and various things. So I was able to work with... Uh, Oh, the product line managers of Federal and uh, Remington to help help us out. So yeah. that's why sometimes you might see uh, shells that were produced uh, a year ago. They may be different colors or something, but um, we've we've got everything hammered out. We got all the the whole colors, uh, what's called qualified. So now we they can start producing those for us. So um, 
That's a great thing about yeah. having big brothers. Yeah. They take care of us. <laughs> From what all I'm understanding is, is that it makes everything almost seamless for you guys rather than trying to make it a big party and everybody's like trying to work all against each other rather than just like you got your own road and you got your own road, but they all combine together at the end in certain situations. Absolutely. That's, that's good. Um, it was kind of cool that uh, my first activity with uh, this company is they, they after they acquired Heavy Shot was they sent all the product line managers down to um, Arkansas, Lone Oak, where Remington okay. is. And we were all sitting in there with our R&D guys, and we were actually sharing ideas. And um, it, it, was, it was amazing to see how strong we are together. You know, Because wow. it was like they could see stuff that we were struggling with, and they're like, you know, we, we had the same issue. This, this is how we tweak this machine, or this is how we change this alloy. And it was really kind of cool to see that together we are – unstoppable that's awesome and in the short two and a half years like right when you came into it did you see like kind of the the family side of it and how work how well everybody works together so i worked for heavy shot um so the original the you know the original founders of heavy shot still owned it when i started yep and then about a year into it they because they wanted to retire you know oh, they've been, yeah they they've been doing this a long time and they're just like you know kind of want to spend time with kids and grandkids and great grandkids yeah so um i'd worked for them as the uh, um, director of sales and marketing for about a year and then when um, we were acquired by you know federal and vista and all that stuff we uh they switched me over to product line manager um, so i've been able to see both sides of it and honestly i really like the structure that we have now that's awesome well, Scott, it's been a blessing having you on. Hey, Seriously, it's been fun. I love yeah. talking about this. Yeah, because I, I swung <laughs> over and then had to combine you as like a mystery. And then I almost interrupted your lunch, but I let you oh, eat. Oh no, no, yeah, thank you for letting me eat. I, although, was it good? It was very good. good it was deal. too good. Too so, good. So yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, Scott. Hey, no problem. We're here with Turkey, the man. The man. The man. Yeah. We, you can't leave the man part out. No, no, no. <laughs> How you been, it man? It went from turkey man to Turk man to now it's turkey the man. Turkey so. the man. Yeah. <laughs> How's your uh, days been over here in the the game fair booth? Uh, not too bad actually. The weather's been nice this year. Yeah, so. I think I think yesterday was probably the most like convenient for like a temperature wise, but I think the temperature's yeah. kind of rising today. So but today I feel like. Uh, like I should have wore a Speedo. <laughs> it is incredibly too hot to be wearing jeans. It is. I was yeah. about to wear jeans today because of how cold it was right off the bat. Yeah, dude. It was started out nice. Like, I, oh, I put on two shirts. No, no, that's a freaking mistake, man. <laughs> I am sweating. My freaking pant legs are sticking to my legs. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hey, the yeah. season's going to start soon, so you won't have to worry about these hot weathers. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me being a bigger guy, you know, it's the cold weather's kind of where I shine. <laughs> yeah, same here. Me and you kind of reflect on that. Yeah, so. yep, yep. What so. do you look forward to the most out of the hunting season? Oh, just spending time with the guys, man, really. Really? Yeah. Do you ever get sick of Joe? No, no. no. Actually, sometimes I don't get to see him enough. Cause he, oh, really? He goes up to Fergus, and I stay around Hutch. Oh, yeah. is Hutchinson your stomping grounds then? Uh, not, I mean... For the past 10 years, yeah. Really? I mean, yeah, I grew up in Illinois, so. Okay. I just moved up here. I joined the union in uh, Minneapolis and started running heavy equipment and stuff. And then, Really? What do you yeah. run? So mostly dozer and like traco stuff like man, that. Man, I yeah. want to run a big excavator as a seasonal yeah. operator. Yeah, it's fun, man. I it is, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, what else do you do when you're on the off season? I mean, besides work, I mean, you, you guys go yeah. to all sorts of festivals and stuff like that. Does that bring a lot of joy to your life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we look forward to this one for sure, but yeah, a lot of times, I mean, 
I don't know. We don't travel too much during the summer. It's kind of my busy time. So really, when I'm working, summertime is where I make my money. Yeah. You know, winter times where I hunt and kill shit. So are you a guide for during the winter time then? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I work with Trevor and Joe. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. I don't really guide for them. You, know you I mean? help, and then yeah, they kind of throw you a bone yeah, in a certain. Yeah. I'm not trying to discriminate what you do. No, you no, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I help out a lot. You know, um, I kind of. I fix all their shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they break it. Well, especially Joe. Joe breaks shit, and I fix it. And, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just around. I'm the guy, so. You're the guy. You're the yeah. funny guy. Yeah. Where's the jokes yeah. at? Come on, Turkey. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't have any I, Yeah, I can't really put you on the spot. It's 500 degrees outside. If it wasn't so hot, you know, <laughs> I'd probably be a little more snappy, but yeah. I'm sweating right now. Yeah. yeah. Did you go get yourself an ice cream cone? No. No. Ooh, I've heard I'm they're like. A, they're like, oh, they're like five bucks, though. So. Yeah, I'm not a big ice cream guy. Anymore. You're not? No. Oh. I'd rather have a ice cold beer. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Anyways, so. um, so what about your favoritism? Is it goose or is it duck? I mean, oh, it's definitely goose. Yeah, 100%. see, I think yeah. I'm on the same boat as you because yeah. that's why I started goose gossip, not yeah. duck gossip. But. Yeah, there's just nothing better than watching a freaking... 18 pound bird yeah you know what i'm saying i think there was this video yeah. i seen of you and it was in a big a-frame very winter uh aspect yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were coming on the back side like this oh, and then yeah. he panned to you and you're just like it's going down or yeah something that like was that. uh ben milliers yep, yeah his, yep. his tiktok snap kind of deal uh yeah dude that was one of the best days we had all year we shot six bands out of that group six bands out, out of that, that group? group yeah you yeah. you took all five or six no no uh, no we spread the wealth you spread yeah, the wealth yeah, yeah we tried to anyway. <laughs> just depends i mean you know if there, there's a clear shot like you know i've been known to yeah. take some shit out you know yeah exactly lemon out early put my gun down and go shit that <laughs> sucks <laughs> what about but, over, how many years have you been hunting then since you uh, were a child no no so i just started duck and goose hunting probably eight years ago i would That's... say with joe so i never i never duck a goose hunted until i met joe and joe's like well you got to do this dude so i'm like all right let's do it how then, did how did you and joe meet then uh so my fiance and his girlfriend at the time worked at the same bar okay. so we kind of met through them you know he always went to that bar and that was kind of my second home away from home so <laughs> you know and uh yeah one day he just uh, looked at me he's like man that looks like a mean motherfucker over there so he walks over he buys me a shot so you know ever since then it's like yeah you want to come to my house and shoot some guns and shit and he's like fuck yeah <laughs> and me and him just kind of became best friends you guys man. just kicked it off yeah. kicked it off right there yeah we're fucking homies now you are you guys it is funny seeing the stuff yeah. that you guys evolve in with your guys' friendship so i had yeah, to ask dude. that we get out of hand a lot i mean it's yeah but you got to you got to live life to the fullest i yeah. feel like yeah 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 and if you're not then i mean what are you doing you yeah know? what are you doing I, yeah. I don't like living a cultured box life right. you know what i mean yeah there is limits oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean there is limits definitely but i think so. you guys touch the barrier sometimes yeah i like yeah we yeah we try to we try to finger it a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you know just a little touch just a yeah, touch. Yeah. yeah we'll see how far we can push it that line moves a little farther every time so <laughs> as long as we're getting away with it it's all fun and games yeah I mean, we just do stuff for a laugh that's literally what we love to do we love to laugh and smile and have fun you, you guys know? do yeah and i think that's the greatest thing about the outdoors it's yeah. just live laugh and and yeah, kill yeah i mean you can't exactly. get the kill part out of there because right, it's yeah. the basis of it but. yeah yeah dude that's kind of that's what we love to do we love to shoot fucking geese yeah and we there's always an argument about conservationists and stuff like that yeah it's like, well, well i'm not going to get into that because this is segments but right yeah you know what i mean how terrible that is yeah yeah i mean 
Like I understand. I, I do understand the way they think. I mean, I look at it from both sides of the both sides of the table. I guess um, right for me, I spend like a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort on providing food for me for the spring through the summer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I I don't just kill these geese and throw them in a freaking garbage. Yeah. I eat every bit of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I pull the hearts out of them and I fry the hearts, you know? Really? Yeah, dude. They're phenomenal. Phenomenal. I have heard that before. Yeah. Yep. What's your favorite recipe for uh, a goose breast? Uh, Well, my fiance, she makes this awesome pulled, pulled goose. It's just like okay. pulled pork, but it's pulled goose. She cooks it like all night long, dude. And oh my God, will it tickle your taste buds? My cousin does that. Yeah. It's awesome. Too. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I love hearing the way that people make goose. Yeah. I, I think goose tricky is the most simple, but it's the most pleasing if you do it right. You if know? you do it right, yeah. yeah. She's also got a really good uh, goose jerky recipe. I mean, pretty much everything we do, we make in a goose jerky, we make in the sticks. You know, we keep full breasts for suppers, you know. We do a lot of wraps and... You know, just things to make it interesting, dude. Yeah. You know, you got to like what you're killing or why the hell are you killing it? You know? Right, exactly. So, oh, gosh, what was my next question? Dang it, I lost it now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, well, no. I guess, folks, this will be, uh, be, be the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any next step for uh, Turkman, or are you just going to live life to the fullest like we were talking about? Yeah, 100%, dude. That's... All I want to do is just keep on keeping on, for real. Keep on keeping on. Um, I'm kind of trying to break into the coyote world as well. Are you, know? you really? Yeah. Thermal so, or calling? So right now, it's I just do moonlight moonlight okay. calling and stuff, but uh, I'm trying to get a little more in-depth in it. So after goose season, that's pretty much all I do is I sit in the field and try to kill coyotes. Man. I have some friends in the Dakotas that um, they are very heavily into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can send you their Instagram, and you can ask them questions and yeah, everything. Yeah, so I mean, I got a couple of good buddies that really know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, okay. You, know you I mean? don't need my information. Bill Smith's <laughs> one of the smartest guys I know when it comes to coyote hunting. And yeah. every time I have a question, that guy is the first person I call. You really? I mean? Yeah. So he's actually he's actually been a pretty big mentor to Joe, too, as far as goose hunting and shit. So really? That's kind of where he started out at, is with Phil Schmidt. So. Then he carried his mentorship onto you. Absolutely, for sure. Just yeah. a big friend circle. Yeah. yeah you going to be here next weekend? Circle jerk. Kind circle jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so, you going to um, be here next weekend? No, actually, we have Trevor Lukey's wedding next weekend. Oh, I asked so, Joe the same thing, so yeah, yeah that makes sense. So. Yeah, you're lucky you caught me when you did. Yeah. Well, I, did I? I thought I asked you at the bar <laughs> yesterday, didn't I? To come, yeah, 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 and I said I would. Oh, I thought you said you wouldn't. Well, I did say no, but oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how I do, you know. Yeah, no, that's all right. we'll figure it out. You know, you can pay me later. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, that quarter is on the ground right over here somewhere. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> we're gonna need a little more than that. No. <laughs> Thanks so much, Turk. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. Here with Mister Wade Shoemaker, Wade. Hey, How's the day going? It's better. There's no rain. It's cloudy, so it's not hot. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't mind a little bit of heat. Yeah. I look, wouldn't. I just took my jacket off, but I, I brought mine with me just in case. I'm <laughs> I'm not built for like cold weather. You not? All. No, I'm way too skinny. Where's your original state? Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. We I guess just we live in humidity. Like Bane thought he was born in some bad stuff. Yeah. Like, no. Come to Louisiana, pal. Yeah, come to Louisiana. Yeah, that's really evil. That's really evil. Yeah. So have you better been up been up here to Minnesota during the cold months? 
I wouldn't say cold. Like I was up here a couple years ago um, in October. Okay. With uh, my buddies Cal and Joey and okay, Connor yeah. from Midwest. So we were hunting. I was photographing for a guy, a buddy of mine named Kevin. He uh, owns a company called R.W. Coolidge. It's like a leather canvas, wax canvas type right stuff. Right on. Um, I was photographing for him. I got dropped off in a ditch, like on purpose, like not like he kicked me out, yeah. um, which is possible too. But um, we shot geese that evening, and then the next day we shot ducks. The next day we shot ducks. Um, and Joey, I was hunting with Joey That's the other two mornings. We drove to Minnesota Yeah. Um, from there, and we got like eight inches of snow in one day. Wow. And I mean, you say wow, like, but they were like, oh, yeah, this happens. Right, right. Like, but no, I mean, for your experience. No, it doesn't. Like, this doesn't happen at yeah. home. Um, but we, yeah, so like that was like my second time here. I've, I think I've been to Minnesota, shoot, man, it'd have to be three, four times. What now. about South Dakota? I've, I've been snow goose hunting in South Dakota. What do you like about South Dakota? Uh, there's not much there. Don't do dare to say that. Come on now. I mean, like that, where I was at, it was just okay. Ag. But what about Western South Dakota, though? Never been there. Never been there? You need Never. to go check it out. Go to Badlands. You're so a photographer. I wasn't far from there. I was in, like, we were turkey hunted in Western Nebraska. Okay, yeah. And Scott's we bluff? were, uh, no. Okay. Uh, some, uh, long story short, I was in the emergency room before it was over. That's... And we were in Chadron emergency okay. room. Yeah. Um, but go up we were like is there a hot spring south dakota uh yes i believe so that's where we were staying okay but we were like hunting nebraska okay because the hotel in, in hot springs was or whatever the town was called was way better than what was in the area we were okay but so if we would have went further up i think we'd have been in the badlands though we weren't far from them yeah because the badlands and then it goes uh the black hills national park black hills is what we were close to in south okay, dakota yeah. no that would probably be hot springs yeah that's for it. sure yeah and then that area i truly believe it's like a whole different state than south or the eastern south dakota i i didn't get out but dude we went to hot springs and that was as far north as we went because okay. we were hunting in nebraska so like we went much further it would be counterproductive what's right? your favorite state out of the united states oh louisiana louisiana well obviously I mean, yeah yeah but the ones that you've traveled to honestly like if it's hunting um it's hard to say I mean, there's really not a favorite i think okay. i just like all of them for different reasons and you love going back home and hunting in the, the flooded timber dude i love getting okay. my ass kicked at home yeah like I, it's I, greenheads i don't know can I, I said that word. I don't know. If you, that was no, a bad no, you thing. can swear okay. we're on here. Yeah, I no, don't swear is, a lot. This is like, goose gossip. We, uh, we, that's fine. We, 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 we I just didn't it. want to do it if it was a bad thing. Yeah, no, I'm, like, I, I don't purposely swear, but <laughs> well, that was like if they slip, out. Yeah, you know? no, you're good, um, Wade. <laughs> but no, so like, like I'll go home. Like I work in Texas a lot. Okay, um, I do some work uh, like all over. But like, we do. Um, we'll go. We'll do really have really fun hunts over there, and it's it's cool or whatever. But then when I come home, it's just a different type of hunting. Yeah. Um, and then if I even go up above, like to Arkansas and do that thing, but it's mostly it's all public land when I'm home. And for me, it's like I can I can pull my boat to the launch, launch my boat, run the river, and and man, it's all up to us at that point. Like there's no like like I'm not photographing for someone that's already made the plans. Like I'm making the plans, and then like or my buddies are making the plans, and we just all like. It converge in the, at the boat ramp and just roll out and i just i like the culture of that man like of the whole public land thing and then and then also if we win like we win right. you know and it's not like a high five everybody that you really had no part in the planning right you know, hey ah, you shot straight you know yeah but um when it comes to the at home and getting home getting our butts kicked like if i gotta get beat up like on public ground like or anywhere like hunting yeah 
I want to do it at home. Yeah. You know, I've earned those butt whoopings, you know? Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've earned, earned them. them. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your outlook, a quick outlook on grabbing a camera? The outlook? Or yeah. what do you mean? Like, I'm saying like your quick outlook on yourself of grabbing a camera, like what, what brought or what it brought to your life. Oh, okay. So like, like, man, honestly, kind of a different perspective. Like, okay. I, I think I've always been kind of weird. Like I'm just... I thought like, oh man, these people are weird. Like, I think I'm actually weird. I think I'm weird too. Yeah. So but like, but I never looked at it like that. You know, right. I'm like, ah, I can't be. All, but I got to realize, like, man, all these people can't be weird. <laughs> you know, so it's me. I'm weird. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, um, I always saw things differently. I process stuff differently. Like, you know, the way I, the, the creative process of mine is different than like what like my my wife's is or something like yeah. that. And um, she's incredibly like analytical, and I am not that. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I think for me, it's just like really, I don't, I see stuff for like, I love seeing the surface value of things and I don't like thinking too deep into it. Yeah. But I think for me, I, I now see the, like, I would call it the bigger picture, but I think like the deeper picture and I'm like, you know, when somebody's like, we're having a conversation and I'll like try to communicate something and I'm like, wait a minute, that was way too far. Right. You know, like it's, it's just different. I, I think just my, my thought process has changed. Um, and the way I look at things have changed and then like certain hunts now, like I don't really, there's sometimes I don't want to grab my gun because I'm like, this is too cool of a moment to like, like and have you, to remember, like right. I want to be able to look at it and be like, this is why we do this. And grabbing a camera over the years and yeah. now it's like, man, I get to capture these moments even when I get older. Yep. That's you know, right. You, do you have kids? Two. I have Two. A, uh, one will be six on the 27th of this month. Awesome. And then my other one turned three back in April. Now, do you look at it that way where it's like, man, I don't have to pay somebody to capture the growth of my own kids? You know, it's weird, like, when it comes to that, like, okay. I, I really don't even have a desire to bring my camera out, like, because I've got my phone and I always just snap stuff like that. Okay. But when it comes to, like, family and kids, like, I just don't have, even have a desire to bring my camera out. Okay, so you're a That's soak it weird. in person when it comes into that. A what? You're a soak it in type of person I when am, it comes to like, that. Because because I'm, I'm gone so much from the, from home during the season and I miss so much Okay. that, like, I... I me thinking like, oh, let me grab my camera, make sure I get these moments and make sure they're doing this. And they, they, they you know, they smile in the photo. Like for me, it's like, man, I just want to like, if I have my phone, I'll sneak it and video or photo. But like, yeah. I just want to soak it in because it, it goes by so fast. And like my, my guy that'll be six years old now, mm -hmm. like, dude, I just like videos pop up, you know, like memories, like even Facebook, like yeah. cell phone videos and memories. It's like yeah. three years ago, two, you know, four years ago. And I'm like, four years ago you know the kid's yeah. like doing the hokey pokey and he's like <laughs> but he's like pokey pokey you know yeah. and and my my youngest one's not even born yet you know i'm like holy crap dude Man. Like, like it goes fast and like if i'm worried about this then like i'm gonna miss this moment and and hey, look it's not it's not the same for everybody right like that's just how i look at it because so, i worry about missing it yeah here's a weird question so take it as you may okay. but you know i've heard a child when it's born and it is your child it changes your aspects a lot you know being a creative person yeah did it bring a lot more creativity and how you structure um, and look into things sort of kind of like honestly like uh, i watch my step a lot more than i used to okay. like not literal step but like you yeah know, before i do analogy that. type deal yeah and, and i do public speaking and and stuff like that and um it helps on that creative side a lot okay because you can tell stories about your kids yeah oh man and you can bring out points with them and they'll bring out points for you that you don't realize <laughs> are even a thing and, and they, they kind of do the writing for you in that in that aspect yeah, yeah. it's uh, fun 
what about um, all the movement that you've been doing over the years? How do you look at it? I was asked. I've been asking this to Nick, um, David. I'm yeah. now going to ask you, and a lot of them were like, "What do you mean?" So your outlook on the the life that you've been living now, like you know, what I mean the the years that you've evolved and everything. Yeah. What is your outlook, like your personal outlook on your own life? Like like how I see it. From how the you see it, you know, from the outside looking in. It's over the past years not as impressive as it looks okay from the outside i mean like i'm just like i'm at home a lot and then when it comes to this type of stuff i'm blowing and going and a guy i, I posted on instagram of the day and it was a um a, a photo like a video a drone video of me unboxing a gun i seen that it was the uh the 28 gauge sb328 gauge yep and um you know the guy was like I, you know i really envy that outdoor life and you know he may have been being silly or whatever but like for me it's like I took that as like, man, yeah, that's cool from the outside. Like, I love what I do. It looks good. But, like, I'm wore out, you know? Right. Like, this is three weeks in a row of shows. I got another one next week. I got to photograph. I get to photograph a dove hunt. I try to, like, fix that, too. I don't like to say I have to do this. Like, I get okay. to do this. Right. Okay. Um, that helps a lot. But Because it is. It's like, it is a blessing that I get to do this stuff. But, like, um, but I get to photograph a dove hunt at Dry Creek. Um the opening week, opening week of, of Dove, and then, um, you know, and then oh, like a week later, I'm, I'm doing a teal hunt in South Louisiana with some pals. Like, that's not work, but it still is, like, part of my job, yeah. if that makes sense. What about um, – sorry, go on. No, no. So what I'm getting at is, like, it looks really cool from the outside, and I, and I, I, I understand that because, like, I get to hunt, you know, 100-plus 100, 100 days a year, yep. um, whether it's with a gun or with a camera or with both. But, like, it's such a – like, takes such a toll on – like mentally and physically and it's just like at the end of it you look up and you don't even realize what happened right and then when all of it's over you don't even know what to do right because like, you're so used to waking up every single day you got your routine and the routine's not like you know alarm goes off brush your teeth brush your hair put your pants on whatever but it's like you wake up early you go hunt you you get ready for the next evening and you do it again like right. the in-betweens are different but you know what you're doing right so like when February hits and then like everything starts slowing down and it's like snow goose here and there, turkey here and there by April or May, dude, like when it hits May, like I'm, I literally like wake up and I'm like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? You yeah. know? And I'm a dad, like, you know, a yeah. husband. And it's like, I'm supposed to go like be a husband and be a dad. And I am, and I am that, but it's like the daily changes. Like the daily is like, I really don't know. Like take the trash out. Maybe. Yeah, you know, like wash a car, mow the grass, because we start mowing grass in like early March, yeah, late February, you know, and it's like that's the only routines that I can keep that that are that are constant, I guess. Right. Um, but as far as like a day, like I have zero routine in my life. Your day to day outside of that, yeah, my day to day is zero routine whatsoever. This was my next question: is obviously you're sitting here talking about how the evolution of when people look into your life and yeah. how it looks all great. A lot of people have stress in life. And yeah. obviously you probably deal with a lot of it. Oh, yeah. How do you deal with it? With everything that you got going on, these shows and everything. I'm not trying to get deep into no, your I life. You know, you know what I mean? Like, no, there's well, a lot of people that want to know how to deal and structure their own, like, little, or yeah. their stresses, you know? Man, it's, it's, it's incredibly stressful. And I think the biggest thing for me is, like, I've, I've got, you know, two boys and I've got a wife. And it's like, I've got to make sure that I keep moving forward. Yeah. And I, there's no option for me. Like... I quit my job at the railroad six years ago, seven, whatever it was. So I think right at six years ago. Okay. And, um, and it was like, I'm going to do full-time photo video. Yep. It was full-time photo was the idea. <laughs> and now it's evolved into video and social and consulting and other stuff. And it's like, you know, 
there was no there was no option for failure. So like when I look at the stress and I look at this, I just kind of take a step back and I'm like, you know, I could be working 40 hours at the railroad yeah. or 60 hours or 70 hours doing what I don't want to do yeah. and, and not even having a chance of moving up and capped out on salary and capped out on this or that. And, 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 and be stuck in a routine. And stuck, dude, like stuck in a routine. And I don't do well. Like I don't do well with like, hey, be here at nine and you can't leave till five. Okay, well, that's what you're getting. You're not going to get anything before now. You're not getting anything after five. Right. But if you're like, wait, hey, I need you to handle this. Okay, cool. Well, you're going to get way more out of me if you don't put these parameters or walls. Right. Like, um, that's just, it's just weird. And, and that's something I've probably got to grow out of or evolve out of or whatever you want to call it. But it's just, that's just how I handle that kind of stuff. But right. when it comes to the stress, man, I think for me, it's just stepping back and realizing just how lucky I am. Yeah. That how many people actually I go. F- I wouldn't call it luck, though. I'd say it's a lot of work. No, it, it is work. Like, it's yeah. funny how, you know, luck finds the hard work, but like, or whatever, you know. There is luck in laying, like, certain um, networks and foundations oh, yeah. and yeah, everything, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You got to be very intentional. Like, I didn't even know you were going to come here and we parked the pickups right yeah. next to you. I'm like, yeah, that's dude. Wade. And you literally parked your pickup right next to me yeah, or, yeah, you, yeah. or whoever you were with. You know? I was with Luke. Uh, so, and that's the thing, like. I, the, so the first time I ever came to Minnesota was working a show for Rig and Ride at Rogers. Okay. Um, uh, in Rogers, Minnesota, right? So got that done, and then I came to Game Fair and got fitted for my first ever, like, set of custom hearing protection for sound gear. Yeah. A friend of mine, um, Lance, who work, he doesn't work there anymore. Okay. We got fitted, um, and, I, and I wore them for a while. Then it, that friendship, you know, evolved i guess like we just can we hit it off and then i started running sound gear social media and now i'm here like um on a, on a more responsible level for them like just kind of working for sound gear now wow a company out of eden prairie you know yeah and it's 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 wild man i've got i tell people all the time like when I, they're going to i'm going to minnesota and they're like well what what's up there and i tell them like guys you wouldn't believe it but like i i have as many friends in this area than like like that Your I hometown? Could, oh, I, I wouldn't say as oh. many, but like like close friends here that yeah. I could like that I show up. And like, hey, you can just stay at my house. Yeah, you know I have as many or more here than I have at home. Wow. Because I don't I don't do much at home anymore. That's that's another weird thing. That's like, the pros about this community. It is, dude. It and, really is. It's like it's not even it's not the stuff you're talking about is not about money no, or anything about people. social media. It's people that it's are people. friends. It's relationship based, yeah. and, and that's for me. That's and I and people are the biggest my biggest motivator in this industry. Like. And, and like it's you, you connect with people and there's people that you really re- realize like I, I need to distance myself from there's those people too there is you know and, and I just have to distance myself from them and you know not no hard feelings I don't have a personal issue with a lot of them it's just, it's like, just like you're not gonna ring my bell and I'm not gonna ring yours or that or like I just don't agree with some of the the, the things that are being done you yeah. know and it's I think that's a big thing man if you don't mesh with people and that's one thing you didn't ask the question I just, but like thinking out loud, like in, what I do and what you like, what we do, mm-hmm. it's like if you can't mesh with the people that you're doing work with or that you want to work with, then you don't need to work with them. Yeah, you know, like it's just going to be harder on you. It's going to be harder on them, and and you're going to look up, you know, two years later, stuck, probably getting paid decent, yeah. but like really unsure how to get out of it. Yeah, and you can't just roll out because that's what's paying your bills. So like. Just be really, really like cognizant of the fact that you need to mesh with the people that you work with. The relationship will be better, and you'll probably get a lot more accomplished as a team. Yeah, it's being a people person, and yep. <laughs> you literally sat there and explained that whole sentence. So <laughs> I don't really know how to feed <laughs> off of that. I'd be just sounding dumb as hell now. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you got to have different angles because what there I just is, communicated yeah. may not communicate to like 
what you're going to say may communicate to somebody else the same way, just you say different words. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of meshing that goes on when you meet certain people. Yeah. And you got to lie it out, you know, yeah. just because this person may do a quote unquote a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to do work with them. No, you know what I mean? absolutely not. You may be attracted to it, but like, yeah. If you have to figure j- out if it's actually going to work for yes. you and whatever you're trying to do. Yep. You and know if, what I mean? If, you doesn't, if it doesn't jive, like, yeah. like roll out, like move on to the, m- not m- even the next one. Just move out. Just move, They're, dude. I've, I've left money. Like when I first started out, I, I dropped some clients that that was a hard, like a hard drop for me because right. like it wasn't a lot of money. But year one, year two of doing freelance stuff, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like but it was just what we didn't mesh. There were some things that I didn't feel was going the yeah. way it needed to go like right. from a, um, a a moral standpoint uh, i had no proof on that it's just like a gut feeling you know and it's like i trust my gut on those things so um rolled out and then immediately like picked up another client and like tripled the money that was coming in from that one that i that i left yeah and it's like man you just you just gotta connect with people that you measure that you connect with and then roll out from people that you don't last question yes what's next for you like on the calendar or just yeah, let's like, go calendar that's kind of what people have been answering yeah. it like well calendars shows and i, I explained that earlier right. the dove and then um i've got some teal stuff coming up um i've got a, a thing i'm doing on the east coast this year um with the rw Cooge company and okay. then um i've got waterfowl that's always a rodeo i'll be in texas a lot okay um Man, and, and as far as uh, work-wise, there's a lot of cool things that I've been working on behind the scenes with some pals that will come out in the next probably month or so. Okay. And then there's another really big one um, that we've been working on that as soon as our web developer, um, I have a, I have a lot of adjectives to describe that situation, but I'm not going to use them here. Um, we we got to do a whole hour podcast. I think we could make it work. Not like obviously not this weekend and no, stuff no, like no. that, yeah, but yeah. like we got to do one over the phone. I'm in. Yeah. But, but that one. So when all that comes out, it'll be cool. So like in the next year, there's going to be, I'm going to be everywhere, like yeah. stretched out with a lot of different And we'll things. time frame it where like it doesn't like, inter- I always tell people like, I don't want to interrupt your day to day life with it. You know what I mean? Oh dude, there's, but that's the thing. Like I said, I have no routine. Yeah. Like just true. say, Hey, when can you do it? And I'm probably going to hit you back with like, when can you do it? Yeah. And then, then, like, and then let's like, calendar. let's just bounce off each other. I've learned a lot that too is like just dude, bouncing off each other's schedules. Is. Yeah. And I just, I'll put it on my calendar like as work. Yeah. And, and then like it shows up on my wife's and she's like, okay, I know what's going on this day. Yeah. I, I have to. Or yeah. it just it was just won't happen. Where's your guys' booth at? Uh, send your booth. So when you come down the center, like the main strip, yeah, you come to the T. Okay. You take a right. You pass Sodex Nose. I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, okay, but you're to the right. Okay. Yeah, like towards the Upland Pheasants Forever deal. Okay. Yeah. Right before the Pheasants Forever banner, across from like a like a concession stand or something. Okay. There's a big uh, a big flat bottom boat with like a a fan on it. Okay. A bow fishing guide service, and we're right across the road from them. Well, I'll come see you. Come see me, dude. You came see me at my booth. I'll come see you at your I mean, booth. I'm, I'm here. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be roaming, so just, just <laughs> let me know. Okay. Thanks for coming on, Wade. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, dude. Thank you. We have Zach Rutledge on. Zach. Hey. The, hi. <laughs> How are you? Uh, good. Just chilling at Game Fair. Chilling a long way Fair. away from Spokane. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking about that on the way over here. Um, the travel or moving over there, is it is it a big change of world? Yeah. Moving from Texas to Washington State is like two different areas. Like, it's completely different yeah. worlds. So it's Do you like, like it? 
yeah i mean it's like really beautiful up there there's so much to do outside yeah um every, everyone so far i've met has been great there's a lot of people like-minded up there so um eastern washington is not a bad place to be so fly fishing been getting into it you know like, big time big so, time i used to i did me and cole burford when i lived with him we fly fished all summer long on the texas coast so it's like okay. oh i can fly fish up here all the time but it's like way different catching trout than catching big redfish on the texas coast so it's like taking a lot to get used to but it's still fun it gives me something to do on the weekends to relax right. and hang out have a good time so, so now you're gonna go to nodak yep going to north dakota on monday try to shoot some early honkers maybe find some bands out there are you gonna be shooting or are you gonna be shooting oh i'll be doing both pulling the trigger and okay i always tell myself like i always like okay this is the first go of the season like you got to do this just for yourself mentally be like you got to get behind the gun at least one yeah. time so my gun will be in the blind as well as my camera so has that been like difficult for yourself over the years with camera and gun or you've just known uh, that equal equal part i mean i love it i love them both so it's like i mean i love getting behind the trigger but like i don't know I'm very fortunate that the job I want to do is like my dream job. Like I love filming. Like that's what I like care about like right. the most. So it's like, like there's so many times I'll be holding my gun shooting and being like, why am I not holding my camera? Like this sucks. Like, so I'm like, I'm missing stuff left and right. So yeah, I mean, it's hard some days. Some days it's like hard to like, I just like, I prefer to hunt by myself a lot. If I'm going to go get away, that's just like a refresher for me. If we're hunting in a group setting, like I don't care to pull the trigger. There's no reason right. for me to pull the trigger. So you, you like hunting by yourself? Yeah, I love hunting by myself. Do that's do how I did it. Like growing up, like that's what I did. I was like a first generation hunter. So it's like if my cousin couldn't go, I was going by myself. Really? Even so then, I mean, the fishing aspect, it's really easy to go fishing alone, but like mm -hmm. the hunting alone, it's very difficult. I just grab a couple duck decoys, throw them out in the pond, shoot some mallards. I don't care if I kill one. I don't see yeah. I, like if I just work birds all day. Like if I'm going out there, it's just like for me to like mentally like right. re rejuvenate myself after like because working in the hunting industry, like you got to like you get in this mindset that like hey i mean it's awesome we get to hunt every day but it's also a job like i have a job to get done you do. like so my mind's there so when i'm when i get to go fun hunt by myself it's like oh this is great because it's just like i don't have to worry about anyone else it's just me i just got a puppy so i'm gonna take her out this year hopefully if she calms the fuck down because she's a little <laughs> shit um if she's listening <laughs> i mean every word of it so. yeah how is that uh bringing that into your life bringing oh, a dog into having an eight month old puppy is great for women but sucks for everything else <laughs> they so, get more women now yeah more lots more chicks oh, okay. like oh you have a dog like yep yep this is my dog would you like to be her mother so that's a great pickup line. Every every girl loves it. So that's good. That's good. Uh, are you gonna be training yourself or trying to take her to a trainer or uh, anything of that nature? I think I'm just gonna. I've been working with her by myself, working on some retrieves. I got a bunch of dog trainer buddies. So I've just been like, yep. you know, looking for help. It's like I don't have like the time to go send her off to somewhere and stuff oh. like that. Like, and I I like. You know, it's my first dog. I want to spend as much time with it. Maybe the next one, I'm like, oh, you're more of like, you know, I just want you to do work for me. Then I'll be like, okay, you can go to a trainer. But this one's like my first dog. I want to like try to figure it out myself. And yeah, so it's very stressful because she's very stubborn and very hard headed. Yeah, but she's really smart. Um, I got a text from my roommate um, when we were driving here. He goes, she figured out how to open the back door. We're, <gasps> we're screwed. So no. Yeah, she can she can jump up and hit the handle and push the door open now. So. Well, yeah. you need to get a screw knob now. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so I'm very curious to see how she performs. She's super fast in the water. Um, I take her down to the river once a week and throw bumpers. Yeah. We were doing uh, water retrieves, but I'm hoping she turns out to be a pretty good goose dog because that's what I care about the most is geese. Right, so. yeah. This is obviously a very easy question to ask, but I want your own aspect of, like, what you look into when you see season coming. Like, 
what how do you look at it i just feel like my life's starting over again it's yeah. like because i don't know it's like the one thing i look forward to like i tell everyone like this like hunting season is what my life revolves around like if it's hunting season i don't care what else is going on like if i'm gonna be able to go hunting i'm gonna go hunting like right like once august 15th gets here it's like okay it's finally back like i can like i don't know i just like relax yeah because in it's a just sense like, you know because it's like you get like you know everyone gets those midsummer blues where it's like yeah. I just want to be killing geese. Like we did a whole turkey tour, yeah. And like turkey turkey hunting's fun, but it's nothing like killing a bunch of geese. Yeah. So I now, was just sitting there, so I was like, oh, I wish I was goose hunting. Now you you left the Texas lesser bangers. I know. Now I'm on. Well, Washington's like a really cool place to. I haven't got to hunt there yet, but okay. I'm super excited because there's like pretty much every subspecies of the Canada goose. So I'm going to be able to knock some birds off my bucket list really? this year, hopefully. So you can shoot anything. You'll shoot giants all the way down to Aleutians, which are like as big as Widgeon. You have snow goose. You've done a lot of snow goose filming and photos too, right? Yeah, a lot of snow. I've hunted snow geese a lot. I guided in Arkansas for two years for snows. Ooh. So Yeah, I got to go down there for my first year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's fun. It's a lot of work, like especially on the guiding aspect. It's a grind. Like yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, I love snow goose hunting. That was like kind of, I would film all regular season. And then when it came to snow goose season i put i picked the camera up a few days but it was mainly guiding yeah. stuff like that so yeah snow goose they're like a whole beast just because they're so smart and stuff like that but you catch them when they're dumb it's it's fun there's nothing i don't know that's probably my favorite honestly like you catching them on a dumb day because you have to put in so much work i'll get like my dick beat in for a week and then one day after that i'll have a good hunt it's like this is why i do it it's like so worth it so what what is it for you when you're touching your camera is it is it just pure excitement or is it is it work nowadays or do you uh, still have that no pure excitement? i still love it it's yeah. like i don't know i like i feel like i have like a kind of artistic you know lifestyle so it's i like Absolutely. portraying that so it's like when i'm with my camera it's like more or less like i'm just doing it for me and other people seem to enjoy it so like that's where it work, turns into business yeah. but i'm just like more or less like i just want to make cool videos yeah it's just like my big thing is like if I can get if someone can watch one of my videos and be like I want to go do that and like they've never hunted before that's the big thing on why I do it is because like me being a first generation hunter I had to rely on YouTube I had to rely on Instagram I had to rely on a lot of things to learn how to hunt so it's like if I could be like you know go back to being little Zach and be like oh my god I just saw this video of someone shooting geese I want to go do that you want to bring inspires. that aspect to others. Yeah, because like the hunters are on the decline. Our sport's dwindling. I mean, even with shows like out on the West Coast, I didn't realize it until I moved out there. But like California has the largest population of waterfowlers in the country. And every single one of their waterfowl events is like on the decline. Like they're not doing any shows anymore. All the shows out there suck. There's like no lifestyle around wow. waterfowling. So like I'm pretty excited to get up there with Pacific. Like Trevor, one of the owners, is like super motivated to like bring back the waterfowl lifestyle that you see like here in the midwest like yeah the dakotas all the way down to missouri and all that and arkansas mississippi they're just looking to bring that over to the pacific northwest so i'm pretty excited about that especially with the new shop like calling contests we have one that we can compete in a year here there's so many and like we're having a new shop we're going to start doing calling contests we're going to do events we're going to do little vendor fairs at our really? new shop so it's going to be like pretty exciting to try to bring this like game fair to the pacific northwest so there really isn't anything like it and you guys kind of want to when it comes to that point, are you guys going to try to hype it up beforehand or kind of like do test runs and everything? Oh, of that we'll nature? hype it up beforehand. Yeah. When the new shop opens, we're going to have a big old soiree. Oh, and Zach's going to be running around with his camera. Oh, yeah, I'll be running around <laughs> with my camera. I'll be having a good time. I don't plan on being able to leave the shop that night. I'm going to have my little air mattress in the shop yeah. so I can just, you know, sleep there. Sleep uh, with the light on. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> it's going to be a long night, but it's going to be a fun one. We're all super excited for the new shop to be up. But yeah, we're going to push it, of course. Uh, 
we'll have the party when the new shop but we want to do like fun calling contests like do like weird off off the wall stuff because people take it so seriously like we want to make it fun like do lesser calling competitions and like really pick a call out of a hat and you have to compete with that whatever it is like oh. you have like 20 minutes to tweak with it and then you get the blow yeah so i don't know we just want to kind of spice it up a little bit now make is it this fun. have you guys spoke about this before yeah we talked about okay. it yeah okay so we're just looking to do some cool fun exciting stuff so that's yeah. a that's a whole different aspect when it comes to calling contests because everybody there's a lot of people like Joe and a lot of people in the industry that want to have more people do calling contests and mm -hmm. that's like a different aspect and I feel like yeah. it will bring an enlightenment to it and then it will get people to do it more in the different structures that is like the day and age. Yeah, we just want to make it more casual. We don't right. want to make it as like oh my god like people like terrified to get up on stage because they get their you ass boys are like by. that scripture. Yeah, we just like we're just like yeah let's just make it casual like get up we don't care if you suck just like get up there and blow like yeah no like cackler calling contest we have a lot of cacklers so literally it's just clucking that's all you do for a minute and a half so <laughs> how long you can cluck yeah it's we're trying to figure some fun stuff out to do with the shop so obviously there's been a big step in your life with you know joining up with trevor and Yurgis and mm -hmm. things of that nature now is there a next step for yourself that you are looking forward to in your life or is this this is your next step this is i mean for right now this is like i plan on being up uh in the pacific northwest for a few years for sure if not longer but um yeah i mean i really like it up there i really like working for the team it's like they're really great to me um pretty much anytime i need help with anything they're like yeah like we're gonna help you out like and then they're very open to my ideas when it comes to marketing and media and like what i want to do with the waterfowl tour this year and what i want to okay. do with all our film work and stuff going forward so um they treat me really well so i'm super excited to see we have some bigger scheming ideas that we won't talk about on here but yep. big picture and stuff like that as pc goes forward and our media goes forward and stuff like that and some different opportunities we're going to take a hold of so have you ever looked back on your your five your last five years of your life and how do you look at it? I asked Wade, Nick, everyone. I mean, what? How do you look at your outlook of your life for the last five years? I mean, I've definitely like. I mean, I'm like. I hate being like like talking about myself in like a boasterous way, but I'm like proud of myself and how hard I busted my ass right. to get to where. Because like, I remember like senior year of high school, I was like, I don't want to go to college. All I want to do is like take pictures make films and like hunt and like figure out how to do that because that's when it was like really becoming you know an opportunity where you could do that full time like that was like the first time people were like really taking the step out i was like i think i can do this so i like worked my part-time job did that to make the pay the bills and then i was doing all this stuff on the side and i was just like networking and hustling and this this and that like trying to get my name out there and it, it worked and i was like so now it's like i'm in a position where Five years ago, I was just a kid taking pictures of my friends for fun because I enjoyed it and I loved it. Yeah. Now I'm doing it for a living and still loving it more and more every single day. So it's like... Now that life is like kind of like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the pieces inter interact and start to come together or was it just a really slow process and you never really realized it that it was piecing together? I think it was just like the right pieces fell in the place in the right time. Like I found myself like utilizing social media to display my videos and stuff like that and really like taking advantage of like how powerful social media is and like trying to be more personable with people yep. and companies and like you know being like taking instead of like i want a free t-shirt for a hat being like well i have access to this this and this um and i want to do this for you in exchange for this for me so it's like trying to figure out the right path to where i could actually make money off of it instead of doing the 25 um photos for a free t-shirt kind of thing so yeah it's like you get the question probably a lot um what camera should i start with and obviously, mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't get annoying because everybody wants to know and yeah. this and that. But what's your quick synopsis on something that you could give to somebody that's younger or even older that wants to get into stuff that mm -hmm. you've learned over the years that 
you could just describe. I, it's yeah. such a hard sentence to try to involve, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. what well, would be your synopsis? I of mean, it? honestly, like people like are super like anti phone or whatever, but the iPhones nowadays shoot 4K 24, shoot 4K 120. That's the same settings I run on my camera when I'm filming goose hunts. You can zoom in 2.5, that's enough to get good video. You can adjust exposure on it. There's even like cinematic modes where you can get bokeh and everything now, so you can, you know, adjust your field of depth. So, I mean, honestly, an iPhone, if you're just trying to, like, do cool stuff, try to figure it out with your iPhone. Like, iPhone reels are blowing up right now. So, Yay, it's like, hi. anything shot on an iPhone is super good. But if you're going to go with a camera, um, Canon has a super great line called the T-Series, which is, like, a super good um, beginner. A lot of cameras, inexpensive. Um, I think I bought a Canon T7i for 600 bucks with a lens is what I started out with. Mm -hmm. um, I had a Canon T5. That was my first one. I actually started shooting photography. My grandpa gave me a 35 millimeter Nikon FM2, and that was the first camera I ever started taking pictures on. So I learned how to take photos on film. Um, and then I switched to a DSLR down the road. But yeah, any Canon T series, T8i, they're probably a T9i by now, but yeah, all those are great. Um, Sony makes the A6300 the, um, A and 6500. Those are great cameras. Like anything under the $1,000 range, man. Because if you want to get end of photography you don't need to go ball out and buy like i think i'm up to like fifteen thousand dollars worth of camera yeah. equipment now so it's like you don't need to be spending that much like a grand tops is what you need to be doing because you don't even know if you're gonna like it that's exactly gonna, right like, you know don't go dump a bunch of money into something you don't know if you're gonna enjoy or not so. and the other thing is those are those not cheaper cameras but those those uh beginner cameras they teach you the basics yeah and if you don't have the basics in the standpoint of what to do then Mm -hmm. You're yeah. gonna once you start to stretch further, you're not gonna understand the basics. Yeah, you know? and a good camera body is a dime a dozen. It really all it matters. Like if you have like a, a okay camera body and really good lenses, you're gonna do great stuff because lenses are everything. Lens, the glass is like what makes a a quality image. So does the creativity come for you when you are looking through the viewfinder or before you even pull that camera up? I kind of like I I try to paint the picture before it happens when it comes to hunting okay so i like to do a lot of candid stuff i try my best not to direct and do things like you know i like to capture what's actually happening in the moment i like to capture people being who they are in the goose field and the duck spread um i like to show like the rawness of it so um of course i mean i'm gonna have to do some directing but i try to like paint the picture and like try to figure out what's going to be the next move whether it's a person whether it's a dog whether it's a duck or a goose um I just try to figure that all out beforehand and that way I can like kind of figure out which way I want to do stuff. But I mean, a lot of it comes like I'm looking through my, through my, uh, my monitor on my film camera. I'm just like, okay, this is happening. So what am I going to do with this? So it's like, it's just trying to figure out, um, what I want the shot to look like and what I'm portraying through that shot is yep. the big thing. Situational. You're going to want to film something and you know, you're going to go out on this hunt. Are you creatively going to pick how you want to film it before you got on the hunt? Or are you creatively in the hunt filming it and then in post-product you're kind of just piecing it together? Uh, I mean, I kind of have like, I mean, everyone kind of develops their own style of shooting as you go. I don't think I really switch it up much now because I've kind of found my groove. I found what I feel most comfortable with and like what I feel like my style is because um, everyone needs to have their own style like you can't be someone else you need to do your own thing to be successful you got to stand out in some way shape or form so if you're just doing content that blends in then you're going to blend in but if you're doing content that stands out then you're going to stand out so um, I feel like I found kind of my groove um, so I kind of have the same mindset going into like like camera wise like settings wise and all that going into stuff um, pretty much have my stuff dialed now to where I don't even have to do much manual adjusting. I just have three dials I switch between that I've custom set up and everything really? on my camera, which is pretty cool about 
the Sony is how I can customize a bunch of stuff and then just hit record and it does it knows what I want to do. So, um, but I think that's another thing that comes with an expensive camera is that how to use it properly. And yeah, I mean, if yeah. you, I mean, you could go, anyone could go buy a $30,000 RED camera, but if you have no idea how to use that camera, you're not going to use it right. Yeah, you're so not going like, to get the product that, that the RED camera guys use. It makes no, if you're not going to be able to use a camera to its full potential, then there's no need to. That's why, I mean, that's why I shoot on an expensive camera because I, I know how to color grade, I know how to run the settings right, I know how to properly set my exposures and everything. So it's like all those factors going in together. I've needed to use those over time, but if you're just getting into it, all you need is like basic color and just be able to click record. Yeah. So, uh, lighting, big thing, <laughs> super important. Um, I mean, I hate shooting into the sun, but like I'm a sucker for some like sun flares and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, being an outdoor photographer and videographer, you're very dependent upon the weather. So I can't control and manipulate lighting as well, but I can, I like, do my best to bounce back from whatever's going on outside using D&Ds, using different filters, um, just to like be able to counteract what's going on. You're going to be very on your toes when it comes to outside because in a moment it could switch. It could be cloudy. It could be sunny. Um, next thing you know, it's dumping rain. So it's just using um, your lighting to the best and using the wind and stuff in situations, whether you're not directly behind the clients or you're moving off to the side because the lighting looks better. It's going to catch the birds just right on the, like when they're flapping their wings coming right. into the spread. So, it's just kind of looking at what's out there and, you know, using stuff to reflect light. Like you may have an irrigation pivot behind you. It's going to reflect sunlight yeah. if it's coming right at you. So it's going to light those birds up. It's just like trying to like think about those kind of things that you typical people don't think about because they're not behind a camera. So. Yeah. Do you ever like pick and choose or like throw your opinion in um, when decoys are getting set up for better lighting for your shot or whatever? Or you just let them do your thing and you're going to work around it? Uh, when I'm doing outfitter stuff and like, I'm just there to get marketing material. Um, I'm not as worried because it's like there's people paying to be here. So it's True. like I, I do whatever. But now if we're filming for a film, yeah, I'm going to be a lot more um, Particular? outgoing about how I think things should be set up. Right. So because that's like we're here to film. So we want to get the best film that we possibly can. So and be like, well, the wind's going to be this way. So instead, let's side shoot them. So that way the lighting's you know, perfect on these birds instead of being in my face and we can't see the bird. The birds are black. Everything's blown out. So I'd much rather have good lighting than shitty lighting. We've talked about a lot of good and I brought this up to Wade and he talked a lot about it. So I kind of want to get your aspect about it. Stress, you know, the stress. it's very stressful. Yep. How yeah. do you deal with the stress with everything that we, we just talked about? Like everything. Well, I know what I can control when it comes to filming waterfowl, and I know what I can't control. So it's like I do my best, and I work as hard as I possibly can when I'm out in the field to get the to work with the stuff that I can control, the stuff that I can manipulate. I can't determine how the birds are going to work. Yeah. But I'm going to do everything I can to that. If they come and do this like they're supposed to, I'm going to be the one getting the shot. So, yeah, I mean, it's super stressful. Um, I've been on TV shoots before uh, where we're going to go hunting and fishing. It's like we don't catch anything. We don't shoot anything. So it's like there's still a story there. It's super stressful. But sometimes it's like we don't even have enough footage for a TV show and I'm getting paid to be here. And it's like, oh, my right. gosh, like how are we going to recover from this? So it's just like working, trying to figure out, you know, how to take advantage of what you can control instead of focusing on what you can't control. 
Okay. So that's how I try to alleviate my stress the most because it's like, oh my God, the birds aren't working. This is going to turn out shitty. Well, I can't control that. So how, what else am I going to get? What B-roll am I going to get? What other shots am I going to do to overcome those bad shots and stuff like that? Or, you know, you miss one volley. It's like, oh shoot. Well, what am I going to do? What cool stuff am I going to do to counteract that to like, you know, recover from that? Because you got to have enough footage to make the whole thing. So do you think waterfowls taught you a lot about composure? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to be, you got to remain professional. It's like, you know, people are paying to be out there. People are paying you to take them hunting. Um, you know, it takes some thick skin to be in this industry. Like there's a lot of people that, you know, aren't the most positive to everyone. So it's like, you, it takes some thick skin, takes a lot of learning. Um, and definitely like, you know, you, you figure out who you are, you figure out what your strengths are, you figure out what your weaknesses are. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it definitely has taught me a lot about composure, about like, you know, remaining calm, even when I'm not calm, like, you know, showing that like, you know, like, Hey, like things aren't going right, but I'm going to stick and I'm going to be chill. So you just got to hold it in and be like, okay, like I can do this. Um, this isn't going right, but I can't fix that. So I'm going to do this instead. So do you think composure, patience and stress kind of all bounce off each other? Um, yes and no. I mean. Patience is a big thing because, like, I mean, obviously we're waiting for the right moment, we're waiting for the right push. Um, but stress and composure, it's, like, when I'm, like, the most stressed out, I want to make sure people don't, like, you know, I'm not super focusing on that because I feel like the more positive you try to remain, the more, you know, I like to keep the vibes up. I don't want to be, like, I don't want to go into a hunt back. This is going to suck. Like, this is going to be so bad. Yeah. Because then it's, like, everyone's in the mindset, like, oh, this is going to suck. I'd rather be, like, oh, like, you know. Let's just go out this and out there and do that. Let's help the birds work and like you know try to stay positive about the things you can stay positive about instead of being a negative Nancy and just like, even if you sh like I've been on hunts where people have been like negative and it's like, you shoot a limit in twenty minutes and like oh that was too fast. I'm like are you freaking kidding me? No. Like that's like that was like one of the most epic hunts. Like I had we had birds landing five yards from your feet like walking yeah. around the decoys and you're over here saying it was too fast. I was like. Man, like, just sit there and enjoy the moment. Like, well, maybe you, you shouldn't know. have shot at every bird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Me and Wade were talking about this last night. Like, so many times I've caught myself where it's just like birds are coming in and they're just doing it dirty. And I just, like, can't even call the shot because it's just like, I just want to watch them. Yeah. It's like, there's just too much going on. It's just like, you don't get to see this every day. Like, just sit here and enjoy it. Like, you know, killing birds is cool, but like, every single waterfowl hunter loves conservation. They love, I mean, we do it because we love the birds. Yeah. So like just sitting there and watching them and letting them work through the spread and then shooting them on the way out. And so we were talking, our, Wade and I were talking about uh, timber hunting in Arkansas. I remember on Thanksgiving day, two seasons ago, we were hunting some public and started working like these eight mallards calling at them. There's like eight of us around the hole. And then that eight mallards turned into 60 mallards and then a hundred mallards. The next thing you know, there's like three, 400 mallards dropping into this hole Really? and they called the shot. And I was just standing there with my mouth, like, my jaw dropped because I've never seen anything like that in my entire life and I was like freaking out and how many jaw dropping moments has that how many times has that happened in your life in the last five years I like, mean definitely like a handful of every season where it's just like I mean this past year in Lubbock I've we had this huge spin of birds that was probably like I want to say close to like 10,000 lessers spinning in on us and I like was sitting there with the camera like holding the camera like where I knew it was on them but just like sitting there watching them like yeah. holy cow like this is the coolest experience of my life. Like you can feel the wind as they're <laughs> spinning and it's just like, this is crazy. But I mean, I don't know. I love the birds. I love to watch them. I love to just sit there. I mean, yeah. I just love the birds. That's why I do it. I love showing people how awesome waterfowl are and why I love it and why they should hunt them. Cause it's, you know, we're, it. the, we're the best conservationists that's out there. So yeah, we're paying to take care of these ducks and yep. geese.
People don't understand that. That's yeah. a whole, we don't need to get into that topic. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole topic that people really don't understand, especially no. the people in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, liberals up there that don't think hunters should be around, but we take care of the birds way more than they do. So it's time for you guys to show them even more. Oh yeah, we're we're doing our part. We're partnering with Delta a lot this year. Uh, I'm gonna do some stuff with Delta for sure. We can do a Delta golf scramble um, next year, hopefully. You golf? Yeah, I like playing. I played golf all throughout high school. That was my sport. So damn. I love golf, man. It's relaxing. It's a good summertime thing. Fishing and golfing in the summertime. Just relax. Dang. So that's well, what I do. Hey, thanks for jumping on. Hey, and thanks for having keep me. Keep on pushing forward. It's nice seeing you again. Yeah, good seeing you. So. Seeing you at St. Louis. Same with Nick and everything like that. But it's mm -hmm. just great to see you again and yeah. everything of that nature. Love show season. Love getting everyone together like once or twice a month. It's great. Yeah, you know, exactly. Waterfowl industry is a great industry to be a part of. We're all one big family, so it's it's a fun time. It is. So if you're ever out at a show, just come on, swing by, say what's up to everyone, because we're all here. So I would say come next weekend, but I'm not editing this to release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all right, thank you, Zach. Yep, thank you. <laughs>